everybody. This is Don LaGreca from The Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey. Bring them out, bring them out, yo. Here we go! Bob Walters, Brett Grasso from the Brian Gunzel Studios. This is Locked Up Sports. It's divisional weekend in the NFL. Two games today, two games tomorrow. We'll get you all ready for them. And we speak with prominent baseball writer Bob Nightingale right here on Locked Up Sports. Brett, what is up? Welcome to the show. Crazy. Brett, Brett, we are we are powered, powered. The studio yeah. is powered by Vouch Store. Visit Vouch Store. It's Vouch dot store slash locked up sports. Pick up whatever you need. Remember, we vouch for it. So whatever yep. you guys need, you know it's good stuff. <laughs> Brett just <laughs> you know, yeah. Listen. So anyway, so Brett, um, no, Brett, we we just finished our interview. Bob Nightingale, you're gonna show. love it. Yeah, yeah, really. Reveals his, his Hall of Fame ballot. Everything. It was great. Takes his takes on uh, should David Wright uh, have made it to the Hall of Fame? Why if he had are you, a few so, more, why are you so enamored with David? I, I want to know what people think about how long, how many more years, or like like we talked about with him of. Um, does that him being a nice guy or well liked matter? Or if they were a jerk to the writer, does that influence their vote? Like that—that's the difference of those few votes that might put somebody over the edge or not. Or may have been a season or two short. I know David Wright was never there, but I think he's a good example of. I got uh, news for you, Brett. Only someone on the track who didn't. Only make it. two people in this country, you and Mickey Calloway, are the only ones that think David Wright belongs I, in the Hall of Fame. And there's I, a lot of Mets fans out there, like myself, who thinks he's my, nowhere near. Yeah, myself and a former Mets manager who was there <laughs> on the day David Wright, the guy who I actually gave him crap for pulling David Wright early. They played three. He played three I was like, you didn't give him one more at bat. You let him go out with a pop-up. No, number the guy, five. Number five played five innings. Where he should have... The guy should have dropped it, first here's of the, all. Here's the you question. Know the guy, the, you know the guy should have dropped that. Here's one. the question. No, you don't want him to drop that. Here's the question. Do they retire David Wright's number? Of course. It's not even a question. Uh, now, here's the second They're question. They're waiting. No, you know the deal was he doesn't want to. Like, him coming back this year was, like, the first time for the uh, game we went to, the uh, whatever it was. The, yeah, the, uh, the old-timers day. Old-timers day uh, was the first time that he really came back in any capacity, like, not as a player, like, on the field ceremony. Because he doesn't want to. You know why? He's sure. still at an age where he would kind of just been playing. Yeah, he'd be just about. So it makes up. him like that's not easy. Like Bob, that's like me. Like I know me or you. Like we're forty two now, but like th- there's a point where we're not old timers going to old timers day. Like you're not showing no, up to work. We're now getting no. Into I know. Old-timers in day. ten years is when you're right. Re- like in ten years, you're gonna like be retired and you know all that stuff. Now are we back, going? Are we going to Doc or Daryl's or both? This year, I, they're not doing them together. No, they. they, they, I, they I, just I thought they were going to do it together. together. I'm glad no, they weren't. Yeah. I was actually mad for Daryl that they were going to do them together because they took two different paths. Two Mets legends. Two two Mets legends. Yeah. They they deserve their own day. Hundred percent. It's not Doc and Daryl. As uh, Howie Rose tweeted it's, yesterday, it's not Doc and no. Daryl. It's Doc. Period. Daryl. Yes, period. I like that. And that's I how I didn't it know is. that. Like I didn't know any of that. Yeah. You just said They're it. Doing and it and I, I already had my thoughts on that. And I was actually I thought they were doing it together. I didn't like that. Um 
Uh, but let me tell you, this interview with Bob Nightingale, you're really, really going to uh, enjoy um, just to hear from the inside scoop from one of the most prominent uh, writers uh, f- for the last however long. Yeah, two 40 decades, years. 40 years. Jeez. He's for four decades. Now, now, it is January. It is NFL. It is divisional weekend. One of the best weekends all year in the NFL. There's four games. Two today. I think the better games are probably tomorrow. Actually, I think one and one. Obviously, the big game is Kansas City-Buffalo. We'll get to that in a minute. You got Baltimore and Houston coming up 4.30 today. Green Bay and San Francisco tonight, which I think could be a surprise. I think Green Bay might be able to beat them. Then tomorrow at 3, you got Tampa Bay and Can't beat them. in Detroit. And then Kansas City and Buffalo, the, the big game, of course, of the weekend. Now, what, what do you think about today's games? But I think Baltimore is, is head and shoulders better than, than Houston. I yes. think they're the best team in the NFL. Lamar Jackson's your MVP. I think they're going to over. I said last week that, that Houston was going to get beat. C.J. Stroud was going to not be. The moment was going to be too big. Nope. He played great. Flacco came back down to Jets. Flacco back down to the earth. And, and they Flacco beat Flacco and that. We talked about that one a few weeks ago, too. And I was like, yeah, Flacco's going to have a good day. And he's going to throw two picks and you're going to lose. You know, and that's that, that just what yeah, Flacco. He didn't really have a good day. They they were they, if no, you look at the numbers, he, he did because they were chasing. But it was we were, we were referring to the weeks leading up. It's like you're going to get there with Flacco, and he's going to disappoint you. Yeah. So that's that 100. percent There's no good ending for Flacco, but there was because he got them there, and they shouldn't have but even. Flacco gotten was never one of the top quarterbacks when he was playing. I mean, I know he was no. playing with Peyton Manning and then Brady, and then you know what the thing he is? was always a game manager. Flacco came in. You have to realize every other quarterback by week uh, 13, 14, they're all beat up, and Flacco Flacco walks in as fresh as a daisy. I know he's an older guy, totally untouched. So let me tell you, those first few weeks go pretty well. Flacco's younger than us, you know. Oh, I know that. <laughs> but then that you get beat up. Like, by the end of it, like, I think it wore on him, and it, the game, you start playing really tough competition, and that was that. But, but, um, CJ Stroud is just has hit another stride. CJ Stroud is one of um, the he's going to he's going to have a day today, and it may be in a loss where they lose by two touchdowns, but them going down early, like, if they're down two touchdowns early, um, that's going to force him to throw even more. And their running game isn't very good, and the Ravens can shut down anybody's running game. So let me tell you, C.J. Stroud is going to throw the ball a lot today. So they may lose. They may lose by. They may not cover. Um, or uh, the they're Ravens nine and a half. Nine right, and a half. Yeah, the they may. Yeah, I, they're going to lose by fourteen. But C.J. Stroud very well may throw for three touchdowns and three hundred and twenty yards. Now, see, C.J. Stroud and and Jordan Love. They, these are two examples of why I think it's just pointless. For, for all these teams to be like for us to be arguing over Daniel Jones yes. and, and yes. Wilson and yes. Justin Fields yes. and everything. Because yes. you know why? There's seven or eight quarterbacks that are that are, that are top yep. level quarterbacks, and that's it. Stroud is now gonna is stepping into that category. So is love, it looks like. It's still early on you know both what the of them. Is? But there's like six quarterbacks. That's the, it. The NFL and based on how they calculate salaries have forced all these teams, the Daniel Jones, the Wilsons, the Jets, the Giants, and a whole bunch of other teams. Um and you even look at uh, the Bears with Justin Fields, yeah, you, you have one option. Start from scratch or pay him like he's a number one quarterback and pay him his $50 million. There is no in-between. You can't pay Zach Wilson a small salary and, and keep him around. You can't pay Justin Fields. You're not even allowed. So you handcuff these teams of if they're all paid like great quarterbacks. They're all paid like they're the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. 40 now. million, Daniel Jones. All of them. 40 million. All of them. The problem is... The, the other teams are just getting a steal. When you when you sign C.J. Stroud and his rookie deal comes to whatever and you got to pay him, what, you're getting a steal because 
you're still only paying the 40 or 50, but guess what? Your second option at 40 or 50 is Daniel Jones. Yeah, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. And here's part of the reason why Tom Brady won all those Super Bowls. Because when you get to 40, 50 million, you can't pay. You can't now have a great supporting cast. You can have one or two other yes. players. He always restructures the deal. Now, partly because he had Giselle and she's a top model making big because money. because of Giselle, even though. But, but it's made, just because of the money on the outside. Yeah. And he and, and the difference is some quarterbacks who win the Super Bowl, you have to win. You have to be relatively good looking. In, you have to be liked. No, I'm serious. Well, then you're, I would have won about five no, Super Bowls. And you bro. have to be well-spoken. <laughs> Let me tell you, you think right now that this year, ready? Here's a good example. Two, oh, this is how it's going to go. Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl. You think he's going to be the biggest national face like Patrick Mahomes? No, right? I, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to become the biggest thing ever. I really calling, don't. Are you calling him ugly? No. You know what? No. I, I just don't He's think, not well-liked. He's not, he's he's not, not, he's not well-liked. He's not well-liked. He's... I always say he's not well-spoken because he's a very smart... He's a pretty smart guy. He's just... He's not... He's, he's not well-spoken. Um, <laughs> but on the other end, you know what? If... They are begging for... If someone like Brock Purdy wins it, you're going to see him everywhere. You're not going to see Brock Purdy... He's going to be all over the place if he goes out and becomes the... I won the Super Bowl this year. I won the Super Bowl next year. Just like Patrick Mahomes. Let me tell you, it's sounds, not everybody's very same. close to no, a race argument, Brett. But no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Brock okay. Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, okay, well, okay. Totally yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, um, but uh, no. But at the same time, um, it, if you are that person and you're making the, I'm talking mega bucks on the outside. You can't you can, pay the rest of your players. You, you can't. Can no, you no. But you can easily back off and say, take the salary back. You know what I mean? Restructure my deal. Yeah, but the restructuring the deal but is if you're not deferring the money, right? That's deferring the money. And what are you doing is you're no, giving you to take loans. a little less, too. It, it sucks because you have to take a little bit less, too. Like no, they it, always take more. They get more it's when a, they it, restructure the deal. It, they it, always get it, more. It, it depends. It so, depends. I mean, but anyways, I, I, just, I think Lamar Jackson and Liz, I, I would love to have Lamar Jackson. I think he's the closest thing to, to Michael Vick since Michael Vick. I think he's 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 just a dynamic player. He can throw the ball. He can he's, run the ball. He's like, I, I, I told you I wanted like I would have. How are the, we talked about this? How are the Jets? How are other teams not? And you were like, because he's not worth the money. He's not worth two hundred the guaranteed money, and he's not going to get whatever. No team offered him anything. Yeah, because he was he was saying and he, he would have taken it. He would have taken yeah, he, it. he would have taken the money and you you were how young he is we talked about Juan Soto uh, and why he's so coveted it's not because it's because he's proven he can do it for years and he's still young that doesn't exist the guys who have proven it for years are past the yes. tipping point of their careers Roger, always Rogers. All of them are always well, now 30-plus. Look at everybody if winning Super Bowls. The quarterback's a young. Rodgers won a Super Bowl when he was if young. If you have five, I don't care what profession you're in, if you have five professional seasons that you're like an all-star Pro Bowl caliber player or went and won a Super Bowl, and you're still in your 20s, you are the one. Like, Because the other guys, are they have five good years, but they're 31. Yeah, but here's the deal. They're, they're, they're all, totally all winning different. their 20s, and they win in their 20s because yeah. they're not getting the big bucks yet, yeah. and then they get the big bucks. Right. They don't win Super Bowls, except for Brady, of course. You got to give it up. You got to give it up. I think I think Green Bay is going to definitely cover the number, and I think Green Bay can win the game outright today. I think Love has a big game. You got McCaffrey, who was hurt. Now, I know he participated fully in practice this week. He seems to be fully good, good to go, but you never know. It's a leg thing. It's an ankle thing. I think I think San Francisco is ripe to be picked off today. What's the spread? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Wow. Um, Both games say nine and a half. I, I have no doubt. I have, I have a feeling this game is not going to be. Um, I, I think it may come down to about ten or eleven points at the end. 
but that's going to be when they're down 17 or 18 or 20, you think and they score a touchdown at the end. And yeah. I, I think so it's going to be a cover. I, I truly believe that they get dominated on both sides of the football for the game. It doesn't mean it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I think 10 points is an appropriate spread because you can't go any bigger than that in a playoff game. Um, uh, but let me tell you, San Francisco is so ready, and they're not scared, and they're not the Cowboys with the exact same offense every day. They're not the Dolphins where uh, you know they were good, but the guys are too hurt, and if it's too cold, they can play. Jordan's going to have a decent day. Um, they're going to eat him up. Now, tomorrow, you got two good games. Tampa Bay, and now the Detroit, I'm rooting for Detroit because I, yeah, you got to root for Detroit. 100% I'm root a little worried. I don't Baker think, Mayfield will keep them in that game I think, until the end. But I think Detroit. And so will Todd Bowles. Detroit with, that everybody did not pay attention to or did not talk about because of all this, the 30 years and everything and the celebration. They act, First of all, they acted like they won the Super Bowl last year, uh, last week. And they problem. were not the better team Big in that problem. game. They were not the better team in that game, okay? The game was lost by McVay punting the ball away. Trust in his defense. You so can't, dumb. You can't punt the ball so four dumb. minutes one time so out. Dumb. Like, but that's a whole other thing. Dude, I, I'm a little worried. Tampa, and I don't want to see Tampa Bay make it to the the, 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 the NFC Championship game because I think they'll get beat by whoever wins that the, the other games. I do. I think that, I think San Francisco or Green Bay yes. would, would beat up on Tampa Bay. I would like to see it played in Detroit. Green Bay in Detroit, a rivalry game, NFC Championship. That would be fantastic. It would be fantastic. Um, I... I don't think that's happening. All that said, I like Detroit. I do like Detroit, but it, but I'm a little worried because no, they did not play I, a good game I, last week. Let me let me tell you, this game's going to come down to three points. How do you feel about Todd Bowles? Todd Bowles, I honestly, I he think, was not good as a Jets coach. Todd Bowles, no, no how nobody can be. He's not a la- <laughs> That's not a thing, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's not a thing. You're right. You're, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said on the entire show. <laughs> anyway, so Sunday, then, then we got then the then the game of the listen. The last time they met, it was the the best playoff game ever. Right, right, right up there. It ranks up with any playoff game ever. They changed the rules because just of it. Really quick, Detroit versus the Bucks. Okay. One of those two guys, it's going to be so close where, let me tell you, Tampa wins this game when Goff throws those two picks. Goff throws two picks, Tampa wins this game. Baker Mayfield's not going to let them get out of this game. Their defense is pretty freaking good. And let me tell you, they're going to have to run the ball, Detroit, down Tampa's throat. But if Goff throws the second pick, he's throwing the first one, okay? If he throws the second one... Baker Mayfield is going to have a drive for them to win this game at the end. And it blows my mind, but there is a chance that Tampa wins this. And if you're going to take yeah. the game money line all week, it's going to be Tampa. Now you got now you got Sunday, 630, the marquee game of, the, of like I said, the, the last time Love. they met. It's yeah. the first time Mahomes is on the road in the playoffs, so we're going to see how he reacts to that. Yeah. They're talking about, there's whispers about Andy Reid retiring yeah. after this year, so there's that going. Kelsey is maybe, you know, his brother, his brother's play. He's going to play another couple of years. But now we're going to see how Mahomes, Mahomes against Josh Allen. Josh, Taylor I Swift. Think, no, they did you see that Taylor Swift. And the brother. She's checked into what, the Holiday Inn in Buffalo? That's all they got. No, is so she she's at the Holiday Inn? That, well, there's nowhere else. Like a Motel 6. There's, that's like, that's no, the there's top, definitely that's, nice hotels in Buffalo. No, they don't exist. 
<laughs> now, but the, the thing is, is well, because uh, the other Kelsey, the, the the Kelsey, the center, the Jason, Eagles, Jason, Jason Kelsey, he retired. He retired. So he kind might, of. He's no, he backed about, out. He backed no, out. No, he didn't. Did he? He's a little backed out of it. He's Wait. like, uh, I spoke in the moment. Oh, really? He's a, yeah, he's in the, he's a back. Oh, he should retire. Because I was 100% like, you told, I think he is. Because the Eagles are going to be torn but apart. But I think it might be that he wants to, like, m- like have a thing where he announces it. But who, So apparently, he, him, and he doesn't yeah. get along with Taylor Swift. Who, Jason? Jason, yeah, because his wife said something about Taylor Swift being getting all the attention and the diva. She said, I like right, when yeah, I go to games, his, I, I like his to wife. sit in the I seats. I like his wife. I've seen that yeah. his wife's actually she like, she's she, down to her. She wants nothing to do with being all in that In the luxury type of box, stuff. she doesn't want to go in the luxury box. She wants to sit in the seats. Yes. Yeah, and this and that. And then and Taylor Swift took offense to it. Yeah. And now, now, diva. now this is going to be the first time because he's going to go watch his brother play. He's going to, this is going to be the first time they're getting together. So it's gonna, so it's gonna be awkward. So it's gonna be awkward. Well, yeah, they're gonna be sitting in the box together with the Wait, families. How do the arrangements go? Because it's been um, mom, Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes, um, and now they bring up this other tight end. This tight end's uh, wife made these jackets last week. Did you see that? He made the fancy jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's like a no-name tight end. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be just awkward. In and there, no, but, but then does it go like Jason, or do they stick them together? Like, is this you're gonna find out this year if this is rigged by the NFL? If this is rigged by the NFL, it's gonna be Jason and Taylor next to each other, high five, like high five. And now Jason, wait, he's retired, right? He can he wear. Like Chiefs stuff? Well, the, the Eagles, Eagles are wearing Chiefs apart. stuff. They're going to fire Sirianni. That, that, that whole team fell. But they were 10-1, and I, one, Brett. They were 10-1. and one, And then they just nosedived into the ground. Sirianni's got to go. The team is terrible. The Eagles I don't, are Yeah, terrible. I think Sirianni should go. They um, loved Sirianni last year. Loved him. And then of course he, they then, do, but that's what, this is what they do. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. It is what they do. It's like going on with the Giants and that coaching staff. But now, so now, as far as the game now. Win the Super Bowl. See you later. Yeah, and now. Doug Peterson. As far as the okay. game. Oh, congratulations on winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. Fired. Now, the uh, the game, I think the Bills are better. They team. let Andy Reid go. They were like, it's just not working out. We don't think you- <laughs> <laughs> We don't. I know. We just don't think you have what we need yeah. <laughs> to win Super Bowls. Yeah. They, they let Dick Vermeil go back in the day. The so, I don't know which way to go with this. Because Sirianni's like, I, I just took you to the Super Bowl. Sirianni's and they're like, they're like, They're like, you know, they're like, great job. We, you took us to that game where it's pretty important. Um, Sirianni's you, a fire. jerk. Sirianni's a jerk, though. He no, has that, that bodyguard with See, him. He's a he's like Marcus Stroman, where he's only uh, he's only uh, like as good as when he's winning. He's when you don't want him on your team when he's losing. No, no, because he's a jerk. Yeah, right? You, when he's winning, you're like, ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. He's our jerk. Oh, yeah, no problem. You got, and then the next week, you're like, hey, how is that guy still? The I think the Bills are the better team in this game. Yeah. I think they're on the roll, yeah. and I think Buffalo is a tough spot to go into and win. And I think as long as Josh Allen doesn't have one of those games where he throws, because he does have those games where he's careless with the ball. He can be a top level quarterback, or he can be Curse. somebody who's like Brett Favre, nothing to do with any throwing it around, and they and they they lose. Doesn't they even turn, matter. No. What, what, what they're, they, just they just they, they're the never, cursed. They're never, ever, ever. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be like the Bills have their old stuff with the AFC championships and how many yeah, Super they Bowls they to, went to and lost and whatever. It's No, it's worse. That This is going to be so specific to even when the Chiefs are on their decline and shouldn't have. People were like, Chiefs might be out in the first round. Chiefs, like, they just don't have it. They, I can like, see that. They I lost area. And no, they're just going to beat them. And the Chiefs may be this 
I, it sucks because we all want the is Lions this, to the come Manning? through. We yeah. want San Francisco to come through. Chiefs we want win everything Chiefs else. Win it. The Chiefs are going to go in the Super Bowl. Now, you, and it's just going to be them laughing in the background going, with all this background noise and everything else going on of, you know, guys dropping passes. Look how where they're at with everybody not playing well. And now all these guys... One or two guys, Rashid Rice being probably the most important. That's an unproven in the postseason. Yeah, he doesn't trust them. He, they, he they, had they a, drop balls all over the place. Day, last week, know, he got his confidence up, and that's all it takes sometimes in that cold weather to catch those balls. What about when Miami? Kelsey's having a bad day, and you can't go to Kelsey what? anymore. It's it's. It, let me tell you, um, I I truly believe that the Chiefs. Calmly go into Buffalo, and Josh Allen tries to push too hard. He squeezes the ball too hard. He tries to make too many plays. He tries to run. He has a big day. You want Josh Allen? Take him in over and rushing yards. He's going to squeeze in hundred percent because it's going to be all Josh Allen. Guess what? We needed him to spread that ball around a little bit, Is and he's going to throw the one pick he shouldn't have thrown. He's going to have a fumble where he held onto the ball too long, and I'm telling you, Buffalo loses this football game. Is this this generation's Manning versus Brady? Hundred percent. It's and you know what? I don't see it that way because you know what? I, not in that way. It was more of the teams. I was going to say like uh, more of like Pat's um, Colts. No, it's more of a Cowboys 49ers back in the nineties, right? Okay. Like whereas they just keep no matter what happens, they they're going to run into each other. It doesn't. Who knows where it's going to happen? They whoever's good this year, or bad this year, they're both going to be the most exciting two teams in the playoffs playing each other. I, I truly the do. Bills see were that. like on the on the verge of missing the, the playoffs. The, the like Bills four weeks are on the, the this is the Bills have a very tight window. Um, whereas the Chiefs already did yeah, their why damage. Does everybody say that. Why? No, did, did, I, everybody said because this year the, 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 the no, window was because closed. Josh Allen decided to take max contract and and Stefan Diggs and max contracts and you can't have everybody take a max contract or you can't have a line. And that's the stuff that's going to give. Right now, they're good. Let me tell you, they they are uh, in a good spot, and they have a, t- a game at home, yeah. and they're going to blow it, and they are going to be ruined forever. You can take the away losses, and they have all these excuses for them when you were in Kansas City. The overtime rules got us. Oh, they changed the overtime rules. Oh, no, no, now it's like we get the ball back. It's not just a touchdown. Change the overtime rules Arrow again. Arrowhead's a tough spot to they go into. Now it's no excuses are left, and they're going to have to sit in this offseason. If you think Stefan Diggs is coming back after they lose in Buffalo. He's not. I'm telling you, it's see you later time. And Josh Allen's going to realize that he's only as good as having a number top three receiver out there. And he's going to realize really soon, you're going to watch Stephon Diggs become elite somewhere else. I think the AFC Championship game is the Super Bowl. It, it is. Uh, it, it, I'm telling you, it's going. It always turns out that way. Where there's the game that's always going to be better than the Super Bowl. Typically, it's one of the championship games. Uh, but in this scenario, I think it is also. But I'm telling you, don't be surprised if the Chiefs win by 15. Yeah. I, and I like the Chiefs, but they're no, so unlikable. I'm not like them. I don't so want them unlikable to win. Now. I'm not, and I'm not even hating on Buffalo. I'm just saying that when I see the two, I see a calm team over here ready to play football. I see another team going, we can't lose. And we watch what happened with the Cowboys in that scenario last week. Oh, the Cowboys. Should exact they, same scenario. A team, fire? Green Bay going, oh, look at us. We made it. And another team going, oh, my God, if we lose, we're done. And why? guess what? They what? pressed. You pressed too hard. Why can't Jerry Jones see that that he's the problem? That he can't be a gen- that he's a businessman, not a general manager of a football team. I, I, why, and that's why he realized you have to realize. And Jerry Jones, the reason you don't get rid of McCarthy is because you'll never let someone like Belichick in your no. thing because he won't. He won't Take allow that. Bo- spotlight. He, you want you have to be on a radio show four times a week. 
out there calling out he's your on team. the sidelines supposedly and he's like really like bringing plays up and saying we're doing yeah, this. i'm yeah, telling you yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that i know i know it is it definitely is it's crazy it's crazy all right so now let's get to our interview brett we got we got one of the biggest sports writers one of the biggest baseball writers in america yeah, on one of the biggest shows on, one, on the biggest show let's be real yeah. here because the kelsey brothers that, that show's starting to fade a little bit right everyone's getting sick of that I'm now, so glad. now we're stepping up. Yeah. So uh, here's our interview, Bob Nightingale, USA Today. Uh, enjoy the interview, everybody. All right, so now we are joined by, he's one of the most prominent baseball writers in America. He's been covering the game for over four decades. He's, he writes for USA Today since 1998. He's an MLB insider. His name is Bob Nightingale, and he joins us here on Locked Up Sports. Bob, thanks for joining us for a couple minutes. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh now, yes, I want to start right away with some breaking news that we had yesterday. Uh, Sports Illustrated, they, they, they laid off all their employees. They're going under. What does someone like you in the business think about that, and how, is, how has times changed and everything as a newspaper writer yourself? No, it's just a uh, you know, devastating to see what's happened to, to the business in general. I mean, the uh, amount is probably more shocked to see New York Times pull the sports section, mm-hmm. you know, and don't want, you know, lay everybody off or, uh, you know, send them to different departments. Uh, you know, can't imagine a paper that prominent, you know, not covering, you know, sports at all. And, uh, you know, now this, you know, obviously it wasn't the same. It wasn't, you know, no longer weekly. It was a, uh, you know, once a month type of publication, more online. But, you know, it's still in my den. I still have uh, famous, you know, Sports Illustrated covers. You know, everything from a, uh, uh, one from, uh, you know, Mickey Mantle, that the, the, the Jeter, that Tyson, to OJ, you know, with the murder rap. You know, like I looked around my uh, den here. But, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's just uh, people don't want to read stuff uh, in the newspapers anymore or, or magazines. It's like, and they want something quick on the on the telephone. They're not even reading off their computer anymore. It's just on the telephone. I remember back in the day, you know, you're uh, you, you're riding the subways to you know Yankee Stadium or or Shea City Field. Everybody had a newspaper in their hands, you know. And now, now you, you never see a newspaper. Never, never. And yeah, you're right. I saw a picture of the. Couple of uh, a couple of days ago of an old subway shot, and everybody in the subway, everyone had a, had a newspaper in front of in front of their face. But now we have the phones in front of our. I face. can't tell you how much I look forward to, uh, you know, the, who was going to be on the next Sports Illustrated cover growing up, or when it was your team, or you know, anything big that would happen. And it's just amazing how that faded away so quickly. Yeah, it was just you know great background. They kind of started the uh, you know the in depth pieces where. Uh, you know, you're doing a, a, a story on an individual and you're spending, you know, a, a week or two with them. You know, and now, you know, nowadays it's just, you know, hit and run. Everybody's uh, uh, a quick thing, short, short the better. Uh, you know, the, the time spent on, on stories now a lot of times is, you know, less than 45 seconds. Yeah, every, everybody's out to get it first, which which to me, I never really, I, I understand why you guys are competitive with each other, getting it out first and, and, and everything. I, nobody like for the for the regular person reading. We don't remember who got it out first. Two two weeks later, we don't care who got it out first. You know, we know, it, we know who no, got it yeah. wrong. Uh, honestly, that's what we remember. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, we remember that. Like John Heyman, last what was that last year? John Heyman or, with Arson uh, Judge. Yeah, Arson Judge. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to do a column on that after the uh, whole debacle with Otani. You know. Uh, you know, Otani on a plane to Toronto, Otani signing with the Blue Jays, you know, none of that stuff is true. And the uh, same thing, and, and you're exactly right. People remember who's wrong, 
you won't remember, you know, who, who got it first. And the thing is now when people have it first, well, everybody can kind of catch up in a matter of about 20 or 30 seconds. So it really right. doesn't matter. It was, you know, an ego type thing. And, uh, you know, back in the day when, you know, before internet, uh, you know, I still remember at the winter meetings when uh, Alex Rodriguez signed with the Texas Rangers and was in the uh, think Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And, you know, you had to catch up. You had a day to catch up. Uh, so that story, he had it by a day by himself. You know, you don't, you don't have any more, obviously. No one's breaking stories in newspapers. Yeah, no. Okay. Now, now how, how do you develop these relationships to become the one to report on first? Like, who are you getting the information from? Are you getting it directly from the player's camp or from just side people who other people may not have access to? Don't have reveal the sources here, uh, well, bro. Come you know, on. In general. <laughs> now, a lot, a lot of them, I, I bet 98% are from uh, the, the agents who represent the, the players. Uh, it's from their camp. You know, they get it out. Now the teams can't uh, the teams can't divulge it, uh, certainly not publicly, because if, if a guy uh, flunks a physical, you know, like the Carlos Correa thing, yep. uh, you know, the Giants would have been the hook. Say, hey, you said you had a deal, uh, you got to pay him three hundred fifty million dollars, no matter what those X rays look like. Where the agents are, you know, leak that stuff out. So a lot of times it's just yeah, the agents and uh, you know, the longer in the business or you know, the better relationships you have with different. Uh, agents and agencies, you know, the the, uh, the, the more likely that you're going to get that story. It's a, uh, it, it's, you know, that's why a lot of times too, on some of these trades, you see, hey, so-and-so got traded, but no one's reporting the full trade. All they're doing is reporting that they're the, the agent is saying, hey, my guy got traded. No idea who's coming back. Right. But so that, that part gets out there fast. And it's not like the agents don't have a horse in the race. I mean, they, you know, they, they're trying well, to they're up doing the it price. for a reason. Yeah, they're doing it specific usually for uh, something to get the, the player something more out of it. Now, this now this year at the winter meetings, you made news uh, with the whole Otani thing. And, you know, you, you're fighting the Cubs president uh, <laughs> you know, in the hallway. Um, take us through those couple days at the winter meetings with, with, with everything going on with Otani and the Blue Jays thing. And then you coming out talking against the writers and, and – your, your stern words that were given to you by the by the Cubs uh, president Hoyer. Yeah, it was a uh, same thing as that people try to get it right, and we can't even get our own news right. Uh, so yeah, in the Otani case, you know, I knew ahead of time. Hey, Otani is not signing at the winter meetings. You know, it was reported they was going to on the verge of it, and uh, they said no, it's, it's not happening. So sometime during those winter meetings, uh, that was Monday or Tuesday, uh, you know, you get word from a, uh, a high-ranking Cubs official. So now it looks like we're out. He, he wants over $500 million for 10 years. We're not doing that. So I just did a, uh, a simple tweet that, you know, the Cubs' uh, optimism for Otani has waned. That's simple. And then later on, you know, they were uh, trying to get class now. And I said, uh, you know, Cubs are in talks with Tampa Bay for glass now. Uh, you know, uh, Morrell uh, has come up in talks. You know, you're a young position player. And, uh, and so the GMs at the time have a uh, little, uh, availability. So I ran into Hoya right before I was about to meet with the uh, uh, Cubs reporters and said, hey, we're not trading uh, Morrell. Uh, he's not being moved. And that was it. What's <laughs> the start of words? They just, that was it. That was had it. nothing to do with Otani. Nothing to do with Otani. They were like and breaking they, in the yeah. sports center with it. They were like, but, but you know, they were breaking in the sports center with that stern words thing. I read it all over <laughs> the internet. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm in that, I'm in that. And they, uh, yeah, don't even ask me what was said. And, and they, uh, well, you apologize. I said, I even uh, said something in front of people. I said, no, you said, I know what you said. And it was, it was fine. Uh, that, you know, you weren't putting Morel in a, uh, in trade toxic glass now, uh, for a one year rental. And that was the extent of it. And then, uh, comes that morning a few days later that a, uh, uh, Otani, Otani and, uh, his agent are flying to Toronto, uh, this morning, uh, to, you know, seal a deal with the Blue Jays. So I check with the uh, Otani's people. No, no, he's, he's in bed right now in Orange County. He's not in any plane. And, uh, so I just dismissed it in the, uh, you know, later on in the day, uh, another LA reporter says, done deal, Otani is signed with the Blue Jays. <laughs> check with the agency and again. And uh, people that know Otani said, no, no decision has been made. That's absolutely wrong. So I just say, hey, you know, no decision has been made on Otani. And then uh, a few hours later, <laughs> I think it's an MLB TV, they're, they're actually saying, okay, the plane is over this, uh, over the Great Lakes now. <laughs> it's on Great tomorrow. And, uh, and I you know, chat back in. They say, where's this coming from? And so, you know, I say, okay, Otani's not on a plane. He's never been on a plane. You know, quit tracking the flight type of thing. They were following the and guy then, from Shark uh, Tank, I thought. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so it's just completely fabricated. <laughs> and, of course, you know, and, of course, the next, uh, you know, a, a day, two, uh, two days later, uh, you know, there he is signing with, signing with the Dodgers, where everybody thought he was going to go along. Yeah, why? Why is MLB allowing that contract to stand? I mean, why are they? They're, they're, it's a clear skirting of the of the the luxury tax. It, it kind of screws the the uh, the lo- the small market teams. I figured they'd step in and say something. Well, the the one thing is they uh, you're not checking MLB about this. One thing is it's not like the luxury tax only paying you know two million of the seventy million. They're paying you know forty six million dollars a luxury tax hit. Oh, okay, okay, so it's still a very substantial hit. And uh, I said, oh, is there a fear that other players will do this? And they said, no, you know, who wants to uh, defer that kind of money with, with no interest? You know, and sure enough, you know, they calculate the contract now as worth $460 million. Right. The union calculates calculate at 4, 430 So, you know, what you know, what businessman would say, hey, let me take this money, you know, much money uh, up front and, uh, and, and, and slash the contract the way it is? It's, so I guarantee when Soto signs next year, you know, whoever – you know, they're going to say, oh, this is the richest contract in sports. Even though it won't be 700, it'll be over 460. But the, but you're absolutely right. You're 1,000% right. But it's the same thing a lot of people don't realize. Like, think about it with the tax returns. Everybody's like, oh, I got a big tax return. I'm like, you just gave the government an, an interest-free loan for a year. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't think of it like that. Well, the one thing, you know, on his end, it's March, and I know California's kind of looking into it. Yeah, California. He's like, wait a minute now. You know, you're only paying taxes on, in California. It's over 14% now on uh, $2 million a year. So when he starts making his, you know, $68 million a year, 10 years from now, I guarantee he won't be living in the state of California. Oh, yeah. He's going to live in somewhere with tax, tax free. So he'll save uh, money taxes uh, big time. How much uh, are these guys, did they, are they actually looking um, to see their options with other teams or do they have their mind set up and just using other teams to, you know, to jump up the price? Uh, like was Otani set? Did he have his you know, mind made up? He wasn't leaving LA. Did we ever have a chance as Mets fans? Is what we want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, with and Yamamoto, and, you know, all, all the, all these guys. I think it was LA all, all along. I mean, I, th- I, I do think, you know, that Toronto piqued his interest. 
hey, get you an international market, and you know, I can be left alone there. But I remember when he was in New York during the summer, I remember New York writers asked him, hey, what do you think of uh, New York City? And he goes, I don't know, I just take the uh, team bus to the game and I wait for the game. They, I mean, the guy's a home buddy, never goes out in L.A. or anything like that. Very private guy. You know, and, uh, you know, it's like last year with the uh, Aaron Judge. I don't think Judge was ever going to leave the Yankees. Uh, too many of his friends said there's no way he's leaving. You know, but, yeah, you know, you know test the market. And, obviously, teams like San Francisco and San Diego, you really drove up that drove up that price where the Yankees end up having to pay it. Uh, yes, yeah, and seven hundred. Listen, the Dodgers better win. The Dodgers better win. You pay, you got a billion dollars worth of contracts on the on your books. Dodgers better win. They better stop getting you know eliminated in the first round of these playoffs. Yeah, I mean their pitching was a mess at the end last year. I, I thought Dave Roberts's best job. I, I, yeah, that team never should have won over a uh, hundred games like you did. Uh, you know, when the, when the playoffs started, they just had nobody. So you know now you know now they do. We'll see you know what happens if their Kershaw comes back. But at least you got a uh, you know a lot of uh, pitching depth in Yamamoto now and, and and Tyler Glass now. And we'll see about the bullpen. I mean the bullpen still can be a little shaky. Uh, you know the team that we talked about is you know still might be the best team in baseball. But still might be Atlanta. I mean Atlanta's still right. very far from team. Oh. Which, as Mets fans, makes Atlanta is always the best. Atlanta never loses. Yeah. Atlanta is just fantastic. Uh, my entire life, Atlanta is just they, they do the right thing. They they sign the right people. They get deals they, on people. Now they they're signing the guys young, signing all these guys very young before they were uh, due up for contracts and other teams. Um, it's something that uh, when compared to the Mets. How do you think like that strategy as compared to the Mets waiting on someone like Pete Alonso to sign a contract extension? Um, do you think that the Mets like have a shot like compared to somebody like Atlanta to keep up? Well, I mean, Atlanta's done a great job as far as signing these guys and you know locking through extensions almost immediately. And they trade for Chris Sale. You know, he signs a cheap extension. You know, or at least team friendly extension. You know, just a few days later. You know, did that same thing, of course, with Matt Olson and uh, and um, you know Murphy the catcher. So uh, you know. With with New York, I, I think what they want to do, they want to be like you know Atlanta, you know they want to be you know like the Dodgers having more homegrown players, but obviously something's up with Alonzo in the sense where they've tried to lock him up before, uh, you know nothing's happened, so it was, you know now he's so close to free agency, nothing's going to happen now. I mean you get the sense, you know David Stearns has no ties with, with Alonzo, you know unless he's kind of forced by. Uh, you know, by Steve Cohen to sign him, you know, I, I get the sense he's not coming back. I mean, I get the sense that uh, they get the right offer to trade deadline, they'll move him. I, I mean, they almost moved, they almost moved him last time. But, but I can't believe that. I mean, listen, you got now you got you got a homegrown guy. He's gonna hit. He's gonna hit 500 home runs. He's gonna be. He's gonna break all the records for the Mets. He's he's a first baseman. He's a, he's a power hitter. And he's improved. The, the Mets base. throw money at everybody. And then for some reason, all of a sudden, they play hardball with, with Alonzo, and I don't get why they're playing hardball with Alonzo. Give him his money. I just think they, they want to play hardball. I mean, I think that's where they hired David Stearns. I mean, hired a guy that, you know, won in the Chief in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, got a great reputation. I mean, they're, they're paying him, uh, you know, I think $12, $13, 14000000 million a year. You know, the highest uh, by, by any executive. So anybody can write checks. They didn't hire David Stearns to just to write, you know, the biggest checks. You know, they tried that, and it, and it yeah. blew up in their face. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's why they moved. Uh, you know, the, the two guys they did last summer. You know, with, the, with the Scherzer and Berlander. It's like, okay, well, we're going to go for young prospects now. And when Scherzer said that, I think they'll go, oh, "Come on, 
he can't be telling the truth here. And he was. I mean, he was told, hey, we're not going to be, uh, you know, we're not trying to win anything in uh, 2024. We're, you know, we're going to shoot for 2025 and beyond. Yeah, I mean, Scherzer was the worst. He he was he underwhelmed the entire time he was here. The, the, first, the game one in the playoffs two years ago was a nightmare. They, they messed it down a touchdown in the second inning. Now, I... I and Scherzer, listen, I have a list on this show. It's, it's called Former Mets Now Good, or it's Now Good, former, is a former Met Now Good. And Scherzer was, was he was, he was you know, he's getting older. He's, it, the Mets have now have the money to buy out of, the, of their problems. But even like with the manager, why did Buck Walter have to get fired? I did the same thing as say Davis Stearns has, you know, nothing to do with the uh, Showalter. It wasn't his guy. Yep. And, uh, so they found him, you know, hey, let let him uh, hire his own guy. And it might be a thing, too, like, okay, this is David Stern's team. Uh, we're going to, you know, uh, run things the way we want. We can control things, too. And it's a whole lot easier to control things when you have a, a young manager. You know, you're not going to do that, you know, with, with uh, you know, Dusty Baker when he was in Houston or Bob Melvin, that sort of thing. I think same thing with Showalter. I think they knew that at some point there was going to be some friction there between the front office and, and, and Showalter. You know, let's be honest, Showalter didn't go there for a rebuild. You know, he went there to win a championship, and obviously they're not trying to win a championship in 2024. Yeah, no, but 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 they, they could buy, the, if they if they stay in it, in this in this day and age with every, you know, the extra teams making the playoffs, they could kind of sneak into a wild card, right? I mean, once you're in it, you, you, if your pitching comes comes up big, you could kind of make a little run. Who, who saw the, the sure. Diamondbacks making it to the World Series this year? Yeah, especially when they beat you know uh, beat Philadelphia. Yeah, nobody saw that. Nobody saw that coming. So no, that part can come. But you know, I, I'm thinking you know, like say Soto for instance. If they wanted to, they could have traded for Soto. Yep. But I think they said, you know, what if we want to spend some money? We're not going to give up prospects and grab Soto. We'll wait for he's a free agent, and then we'll uh, throw money at him. You know, I, I think they have a uh, you know about going to pick a team that's going to get one Soto next year. I picked the Mets. Uh, yeah. I don't think you know. Uh, you know, he's, he's used to NL East. Uh, you know, he, he enjoyed himself in San Diego. Uh, I don't think he was doing cartwheels getting traded to the Yankees. You know, he really wanted to stay in San Diego. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't surprise, be surprised at all to see yeah, him. Why would you not? Uh, with yeah. the Mets. 20 you, degrees here. It's, you, it's 80 in San Diego. Yeah. Do, do you see the Mets <laughs> making making any more moves, uh, picking up a DH, um, maybe something to shore up the bullpen a little bit more? Or, or is Severino or, our guy? Yeah, might be. <laughs> I think just on the cheap. I just don't think they want to spend yeah. money now. Uh, you know, a little, little bit like the Red Sox are doing it. All people are upset and really upset in Boston. You know, the fact they're not, not doing anything. But I think you know the fact that hey, you're you're throwing money at you know guys like Berlin and Scherzer go away. Uh, you're not just keep throwing up money out there now. And they're still so far over that last luxury uh, tax uh, figure. It's like they want to bring that down. You know, now, you know next year you're going to have about seventy million dollars off the books with Berlin and Scherzer gone. And uh, even more with it, if, if Alonzo's gone too, I, I think they just want to shape up that team to be a, a, a perennial contender. You know, just like just like Atlanta, you know, don't worry about you know how many World Series they won, but they're back in the playoffs every year. I mean, I mean, everybody still talks about Atlanta with the 14 straight division titles, even though they you know only won one World Series. They were still in four of them. Yeah, I, I, exactly. And, and but our prospects never pan out. I mean, Generation K, Pulsifer, Wilson, Isringhausen ended up being great as a closer for for the Cardinals, but our, our you know our oh, prospects well, never work out. David Wright worked out till he didn't work out. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. You no, know, a lot of prospects don't. You know, I know when the uh, member uh, Mets fans and Mets, you know, the uh, media went crazy when they traded uh, uh, Jared Kelnick you yep. know, to Seattle for Edwin Diaz. You know, they kind of laying Brody Van Wagon on the town. Lasting's Millage. Yeah, it turned out <laughs> well, that one, you know. Yeah, the trade was great. You know, who wouldn't want Diaz? And, yeah. and Kelnick has not worked out. I mean, you know, maybe will in Atlanta, yeah. but he hasn't. But you're right. I mean, so many, so many young players do not, you know, do not work out. And some are just, you know, not built, not built for New York, too. You know, that's a big factor. What's your thoughts on the WBC? Um, obviously, we lost our closer last year before the season even started. What, what do you, I hate it. I, I don't think anybody should be playing it, especially when, when your team's paying you all this money. What are your thoughts on the WBC and whether players should play or not? You know, it's, it's a, uh, I'll tell you the truth, it's an enjoyable thing to cover. I mean, particularly when those games are in Miami, it is like a World Series atmosphere. And I know it doesn't mean as much to the U.S., but it means everything in Japan. I mean, I think when the, uh, uh, when, when Japan won it, I think to Otani, that, that was his World Series. And once you're involved and, and have those fans go absolutely uh, berserk, uh, it's a different thing. You always got to be there to uh, to appreciate it. And there's some injuries, but, you know, yeah, the Diaz thing was such a fluke. His yeah. brother jumps in his arms, and, and then it happens. Uh, Altuve gets hit by a pitch. You know, that can happen in spring training, that sort of thing. But the uh, particularly the, the foreign players, the Latin players, Love that thing just because it means so much to those to those countries, and I think they'll you know at some point maybe push it back a week to make sure the pitchers are more healthy. But you know your thing is right along with all the clubs too. You know the clubs, GMs can't come out and say we don't want our guys to play. You're not allowed to stop them from playing. But they you know <laughs> they want their guys to stay home. They really do. Yeah, of course they do. I mean, it's but it's an MLB thing. It's an MLB. Uh, you know, it's a it's an arm of the MLB. So of course the MLB is gonna gonna want them yeah, to play the players. But the pitching, it's not real. Is it really a, a full all-out baseball game if your pitchers only throw the starting pitcher can only go three innings or whatever it is? They're on strict pitch counts. You know, yeah, when you go to ninety pitches at the end, you know, in the uh, the last two uh, semifinals and finals, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean the pitching uh, is is uh, you know it can be a problem for sure. Uh, obviously, the U.S. didn't have that type of pitching, but it turns out just the hitting that come through. Now, who and the players? Not the players love it. I mean, if you're uh, a player in Port St. Lucie, uh, say Alonzo, in the uh, you would much rather be traveling around and staying at you know five star hotels, and you know you you practice for a couple hours in the morning, you play golf all afternoon. Those guys absolutely love it just because it breaks up the monotony of spring training. Now, what are your thoughts on the Yankees offseason? The Soto deal, they have to, it's a one, it's basically a rental. And and what do you think of them picking up Stroman? I think Stroman was a good, good pickup. I think he's going to have a good year. I disagree, but, but, uh, and, and then the Soto, what do you, what are your thoughts on the Yankees offseason this year? Yeah. yeah I mean, you're hoping they will do more. Uh, I thought Stroman was a steal for the money. Uh, yeah. Let's be honest. And he wasn't on the radar. Uh, you know, a lot of teams backed away. So um, we're not sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he acted on a twenty-one million dollars, so it's not like he, you know, he got a raise. He took a he took a pay cut. Uh, you know, there wasn't that much interest. And I think the Yankees are saying, you know what? We know this guy can pitch in New York. Uh, you know, we we think he'd be fine here for you know for thirty-seven, thirty-eight million dollars over two years. You know, we'll jump we'll jump on that any day. Uh, let's, let's see about Soto. Uh, as I say that, you know, I saw, I saw the Potters an awful lot. He didn't do anything for the Padres. Uh, you know, he had a big September, but that was, you know, when they were out of the race. But, he, he, you know, 
he didn't do that much. I, mean, I know he can hit, but the one thing that drives you crazy, and, and you guys will see it this summer, is he, you know, it seems like he's more interested in taking a walk, you know, than, than getting a hit or driving a run. So we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I know he would drive the uh, pottery people crazy, like, hey, just swing the bat, you know, drive in some runs. We don't want you just, you know, staying in first base, clogging the bases. And he's, a, you know, he's a below average outfielder, too. Uh, very below average. Yeah, I mean, he's listen. The Yankee, he's a great. I think he's a great hitter. Last year when he was on the on the market, when they were talking about trading him, I was I or two years ago it was they were talking they were trading him. The the Nationals were. I was all about the Mets. I said sell whoever, give away whoever to get him here. He's 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 a great hitter. He's a power hitter. He's like twenty three years he's old. Young, yeah, you know you, you got. I I was all in on getting him, and, and now the Yankees got him. And I'm glad to hear you say that you think that the Mets are probably have a good shot of getting him next year. But uh, and he's going to the Hall of Fame now. The Hall of Fame ballots coming out next week. What do you th- What are your thoughts on the uh, who, who you got? You know, you want to reveal your ballot here. What do you want? What do you? Who do you got going in? Who's Who's the Who's? It's not a big year, but you know. No, it's. I mean, it's a uh, it'd be a bigger class than normal. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Adrian Beltre is a lock. You know, we know he's going in. It certainly looks like Todd Helton uh, is going in, and, and Joe Mauer. And I think that's it. I think just those three guys. I think Gary Sheffield falls short. I think Billy Wagner falls just short too. So uh, you, you know, think Billy Wagner's so, a Hall of Famer? I, I've been voting for the last few years. One reason I start, I didn't vote for him uh, first couple of years, and then uh, just talking to many people, and they made a good point, particularly some uh, baseball scouts. They say, you know what, Billy Wagner was striking out so many people when it was embarrassing to strike out. You know, nowadays, these strikeout tolls are so inflated. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember talking to uh, Max Scherzer a couple of years ago. He was about to uh, pass Bob Gibson on, on the strikeout list. You know, and then Scherzer's from St. Louis. He goes, I wish I could say it mattered a lot, but it's like apples and oranges. You know, back when Bob Gibson's guys pitched, you were embarrassed to strike out 100 times. Now guys have 100 strikeouts by May. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just a different meme now. But, yeah, so I, I'm over Wagner now. I, I think Wagner will get in. Uh, I think Sheffield gets in on the veterans committee. I was just going to uh, ask you about Sheffield. I saw you uh, really go into why Gary Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame. And let me tell you, after reading everything you wrote about his stats, his him as a person, uh, I'm 100% uh, agree with you. And um, I, I really wish someone like him, when you see the stats and who he compares to, um, I know we had one or two little scandals that he may or not, may not have been associated. He was with. terrible defensively. Terrible. He he, he quit on the he quit on the amazing. Padres. Won a World Series with the Marlins. I mean, he he just was just such a a scary hitter to face at a certain point in his career. He really was. I mean, when you uh, all those guys on ballot, uh, yeah, I think he was he's the most feared hitter uh, right now in this ballot. He's a more feared hitter than than Beltre easily. Uh, you know, or anybody else, Helton. Or, no, Todd you know, Helton was a great hitter. Todd Helton was a great hitter. Yeah, but you, you, know, the thing, you know, the thing about you with Helton was that it was a home run total. It's like, yeah. hey, you're playing court field. Yeah. You should be, you know, have over 350 home runs. So I never, uh, yeah, I vote, you know, I voted for Helton this year. I had not before. I said, you know what, I'm not voting for Todd Helton until Fred McGriff's gets in. I, I thought there was a, uh, a, the two guys out that baseball writers really messed up on was not having McGriff in, uh, you know, among the writer's ballot. And same thing with Jack Morris. I mean, you know, right. Morris was a stud. Well, and, he's uh, yeah, he, just he, on that he, game he, seven he pitched. 
Yeah, absolutely. Just for that, absolutely. one nothing. But but with Todd Helton, I mean, if Todd Helton gets in, why does Keith Hernandez not get in? I know, but then you know, then you know, then you run to people like Mark Grace. And, well, if uh, if Keith Hernandez gets in, should uh, Mark Grace get in? Yeah, I guess you. Can and uh, uh, but yeah, there's, there's people I had to put in. You know, but I think when Scott Rowland got in, I think that kind of opened up the door a little bit more for uh, uh, Keith Hernandez. Uh, your possible. I'm not sure if Hernandez has ever been in that veterans. Uh, no, I don't think belt. he has. I don't think he has. Now, where do you, what about now? What about somebody like Andrew Jones? I think Andrew Jones was one of the better center fielders I've ever seen. He wasn't a great hitter, and he kind of fell off the cliff at the end of his career. But he is a borderline Hall of Famer. What do you think about Andrew Jones? Yeah, this is the first time I voted for Jones. Uh, I mean, he was unbelievable. That's still the best, you know, defensive center fielder I think I've seen you know, early on those years in Atlanta. But he did fall off a cliff. I mean, he was god awful in in L.A. I mean, so bad. They released him about a year and a half to, uh, to go. Uh, you know, he's like 25, 30 pounds overweight. You said he kind of quit. But we, you know, have all those gold gloves and stuff. It's like, okay, if we're going to put Scott Rowland Hall of Fame in those gold gloves, we should put Andrew Jones in too. So I've been weighing on, on uh, Jones for several years, but this is the first time I voted for him. We had a, a debate a few weeks ago about David Wright, um, and obviously he was on track to become a Hall of Famer, uh, as any Mets fan thinks that he should be a Hall of Famer. But how many? Well, not in that way, or that he, he had the career up until when it ended that he would. How many more quality years would David Wright had to have uh, had to be, in your mind, get your vote to be in the Hall of Fame? I think a good four or five more years. I really do. Uh, it's just, it was too bad and short. Great, you know, obviously great guy, great team leader, everything else, you know, beloved by the media, teammates. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It just ended so, ended so quickly. Uh, you know, if it was even, uh, you know, Joe Mauer's in it quickly too. I mean, he was, you know, a stud as a catcher for the first five, six years. But he was hitting five, six home runs a year as a first baseman and driving in 35, 40 runs. So, you know, terrible. Yeah, but he's still going to get in that way. So, no, it's a, uh, a very good career, but just, yeah, it just, it just ended too, uh, in a way too early. Well, we had, we had, we had Mickey Calloway on a couple weeks ago and he was talking and in one of his senses, he kind of just off the cuff was like, Oh, David Wright, I think he's a hall of famer. I was like, Oh, hold on a second. Do you think David Wright's a hall of famer? And listen, I'm as big a Mets fan as there is, but I and I'm a tough grader with the hall of fame. I can't put David Wright in the hall of fame. I get it. You were his manager, but you know, it's, it's, it's to me, and then my partner over here who just likes to you know be condescending and, and play devil's advocate was like, I'd put him in tomorrow. As a, Mets, <laughs> as a Mets fan, I would. As a Mets fan, I would. But at, as if I was just, if it was on another team, I would look at him. I would not. So it's just, you know, I can tell you that's not, nothing to do with him deserving. Now you, with me, now you, know, you want you want Sheffield in. Yep. Where do you stand with the the, the steroid guys? And because he's is he a steroid guy? Is he not? He used the cream. It was you know, it's it's iffy with Sheffield. Yeah, I, I I voted for uh, I voted for steroids because my line of demarcation is pretty simple. It's like if you weren't suspended, if you weren't punished, uh, tested positive, I'm I'm going to vote for you. Uh, so you know, so, so for instance, I have not and I will not vote for hey Alex Rodriguez. The rules are in place. May Ramirez. The rules are in place. Now, you know, I bet I bet we've elected five or six guys, heavy steroid oh, guys, definitely. that have been in the Hall of Fame the last you know six seven years now. And uh, but you know they weren't you know they weren't caught. Uh, Sheffield's name came out, 
in the uh, in the in the mystery report, you know, for working out, you know, for, for, for three weeks or so with dirty bonds, you know, saying he used something for uh, to repair his knee. Uh, you know, he says it may not have been that may not have been that the cream. Uh, even you know, uh, Victor Conte says that. Uh, bottom, bottom line is, when you look at a year when people think, oh, did he use the cream? According to the Bonk report, that was his worst season. <laughs> he was uh, a stunt every year. So, you know, Bonds, uh, he was never suspended a day. Neither was, uh, you know, Roger, Roger Clemens. Uh, you know, back then, too, it was a wild, wild west. Yeah. You know, guys were using, guys were using everything. Uh, using I, stuff I forever. Least, in the 70s, it, they were using the greenies. And it was legal in some ways. Even what Mark McGuire yeah. was doing up to a point was legal. Yeah, my point is, say, hey, if you're, uh, you know, driving out west on, on the, you know, freeway, you're not going, if there's no cop, you know, there's going to be no cops around. You're not going 55. You know, you're going 75, 80. Uh, same sort of thing. No, it was actually being encouraged. I mean, there were GMs, there were managers. Don't wonder guys on steroids. Because the bottom line is, those guys were the most dedicated guys. They weren't running the streets at night, partying stuff. A lot of those guys were in the gym and uh, taking care of their bodies, eating right. You actually wanted uh, some steroid guys on your team. You really did, because well, the guys that did it right weren't break, weren't breaking down either. I think, the, I think the MLB wanted it too, and to see those guys coming back from injuries like they never came back from, and putting up numbers like they never did. Uh, let me tell you, that was a big boom for everybody. Listen to you two guys. Just follow the rules when somebody's watching. Oh man, <laughs> I hope the kids aren't watching. Listen to the show. About two guys who work in jail right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a uh, yeah, such a almost standard. People, you know, look look back now and say, oh, how could you know you can't vote for steroid guys?" But yet, you know, it, it was so widespread. Once the rules are in place, if you violate the rules, in it's like, okay, you know, uh, you're 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 done. I mean, you cost your. Uh, you look at a guy like Barry Bonds. I mean, he was the best thing to happen to the San Francisco Giants. He was signing that contract. You know, the, the crowd showed up and everything else. In uh, you know, never suspended a single day, but a guy like a, you know, Alex Rodriguez, I mean, he cost the Yankees that season. I mean, when you're suspended, I mean, you're, you're cost your team games and stuff all the time. You're not helping your team anyway, so that's why I don't, I don't even think twice about not voting for a, a May Ramirez or an, or an A Rod. But I was I'm a, I was all in on, on, on Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens. Now, a lot of people think that the writers will look at like whether how the player was towards them during their career. If he was a jerk, a lot of people say this guy was a jerk. That's why he didn't get in. That guy is that is that true? Do do I know where he, you're human beings and everything? Do you guys take that into account? It should it, and and, and uh, I'm not saying it's not a factor. I mean, you know, we go to David Wright. If David Wright, Wright was a jerk, it's like okay, yeah, there's no way I'm going to consider him. But yeah, it looks like he might stand about you know past one year. The one, the one case is David Ortiz, beloved by everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Ortiz showed up in that uh, in that re- report years ago that he was one that none of us positive drug tests. Uh, you know, baseball says, well, we don't know if it's positive or not, but he was on a report. But he got in his first ballot, and I, I think the fact he was such a good guy really helped on his case. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy like a Jeff Kent, uh, I think Kent should have been a Hall of Fame. Uh, I agree, Jeff Kent. There's a Met, former Met, now good, Jeff Kent. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, a a certainly guy, uh, a certainly guy. You know, one guy I voted for, uh, you know, only two years has been eligible, Carlos Baltron. I mean, I've been around this guy enough where what he meant in that clubhouse and team leadership and everything else, I think Baltron should be the whole thing. You think he's not getting in partly because he was banging on trash cans? 
Yeah, I, I think it's like you know he was part of that whole uh, thing. It's like hey, it was just a it was it was a player. You know, it wasn't like he was you know, the godfather of the thing. He's not orchestrating like hey, you guys have to do this. If you want to do it, you do it. Uh, you know, poor old Tubi. Uh, those guys swear up and down. He wanted nothing to do with it. You know, I think even the, the research they've done shows that if he did it, it was very minimal. But yet he gets booed more than anybody. Well, you know, um, he, was wearing, he was wearing the exactly. wire. He was wearing the wire, Bob. I <laughs> <laughs> you know people don't believe that. <laughs> now, yeah, it'll be fascinating. In his case, when his case comes up, it'll be fascinating. Yeah. What about Trevor Bauer? Now, that was one thing that I'm, us Bet fans, we're glad you were wrong about Trevor Bauer because that turned out to be a disaster. It turns out he got kind of railroaded by this girl. What do you think about Trevor Bauer? Does he get picked up somewhere? Is he is he still going to be the same player? I don't think it's picked up. I really don't. I mean, one, he's 32 years old now. Uh, there's other women out there. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just one case. There's, I think, four others that just have come out. Yeah, he was still a bad guy. Uh, also. It just you know, people stay away from that, just with the fan base and everything else. Uh, you know, people get upset right now. You talk to uh, baseball scouts that go down to Mexico; they say Roberto Osuna. Remember him with the Astros? Yeah, uh, he had the domestic violence thing. They say he's better than ninety percent of relievers in baseball right now. Wow. He calls for about twenty-five teams, and nobody's touching him. Uh, it's going to be fascinating what we see here with Julio uh, Urias uh, with the Dodgers. Right. Why no are some guys clear. brought back and some guys just totally out? It, it, what is the reason for that? Yeah, I know. I mean, the, the, the Chapman case is a great point. Right. Uh, you know, he was he was brought back and people kind of, uh, you know, so, you know, we're going to look the other way. But then Houston brings back, Houston brings an Osuna up in Toronto and just gets absolutely blasted for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not seeing this guy. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, there's been some guys who were, you know, uh, coaching candidates this past uh, winter that were supposed to join staffs. And uh, they left in the background, well, there's a domestic balance thing from, you know, 10, 15 years ago. You know, we, we can't have you. So, uh, and baseball's pretty much drawn a line on that. Like, you just, it's not worth the aggravation. Does Wanda Franco ever step on a major league field again? If, if even 50% of the stuff the prosecution is saying, I, I don't see it. I, I can't. Uh, it'd be interesting if the state, the, if, the, if the race have to pay that contract. But if he can't, you know, step back in the United States, you know, then yeah. the raise are off, uh, off the hook there. But yeah, I mean, the stuff is so, uh, you know, appalling, disgusting to see, you know, all these you know, reports and everything that the prosecutions come up with and, uh, you know, his mother was his mother was involved. And yeah, if the, the claims thing. are substantiated. I hope nobody brings people like that back. It's one thing no, if you know they're no, slightly no vindicated way. or something else happens, and I can give some people to give them a shot. But you know, maybe that nobody else is going to change. People will continue to do bad things. Maybe not that. If you if the MLB or teams allow them to do it, the Rays can come back. The Rays finally pay someone, and look what happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the guy from, uh, remember Vasquez, the great reliever for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. yes. About, uh, you know, five, six years ago. You know, he spent uh, three, four years in jail. And, uh, you know, nobody even nobody talked about the guy. Like, hey, when you bring him back, he's still young. You know, same thing, you know, with the uh, with, with the minor. So, no, I I think he, you know, it, it looks like he will be done. Uh, you hate to say it. I mean, hasn't been, a, you know, court yet or anything like that. But all these uh, allegations and stuff like that and the prosecution, you know, having all this evidence, you know, it's, it's really a sickening, really. All right. Well, 
Bob, but we want to thank you for joining us. His name is Bob Nightingale. He's one of the biggest baseball writers in America. Next time we're going to get you on video. We're going to figure out our, our technical issues, I promise. Bob, thanks for giving us a couple minutes here today. Thanks, Bob. Sure, my pleasure. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right, thanks, thank Bob. you. How about that, Brett? Oh, How man. about Too that? Good. Bob All Nightingale, right. thank you. Thank you. I hope everybody, thank you. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed that because I know we did. And getting to ask, you know, one of the most important um, baseball minds uh, and writers uh, random questions about things that I, I – it's just – that was awesome. We, we tried to – and just, just – we tried to get the video. It, it didn't work. Me and Brett are not smart when it comes to technical issues. We, we waited last minute. And it was all kinds of technical issues. So worked out. He he's not as good looking as we are. So you, you know, out. you're welcome. But yeah. but uh, but he does know more baseball. And it was a great interview. We want to thank Bob Nightingale for joining us. Uh, that just about does it for us here. Uh, I'm going to watch some games. Enjoy the football games, everybody. Right. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be with you next week to talk about championship games, Super Bowl, everything like that. So for Brett Grasso, I'm Bob Walters. Remember, vouch store and rate and review. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. See ya.